Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Players Experience Podcast. On today's episode, we are welcoming in TSN reporter and Raptors coverage uh, superstar Kate Burness. We are chatting with Kate about her work with the Raptors, her TSN broadcasting career, what it means to be uh, working in sports um, and really getting the next generation of female reporters in behind her and really her uh, words of advice. And also Kate shares what it's going to be like for the Raptors this year and what her take is on uh, the March Madness and her predictions as well. Before we bring Kate onto the show, we just want to give a shout out to our production team, Jay Salty for uh, photography and Vic Mar Productions for their work on the episodes, as well as 19 Marketing for our merch. As well, guys, we have uh, discount codes for some great companies with the Jaywalk, Hush Blankets, and the Great North Apparel. So make sure you use the discount codes when checking out with them to get some discounts on some great merch. As well, guys, if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? It is time to subscribe. It is time to hit that like button and follow us. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and Instagram for all great content. Each and every uh, episode as we come out with new episodes every couple of weeks. We're excited to share them with you and we're excited to share today's episode with you. So without further ado, let's get Kate on and start talking about her broadcasting career. Hey, Kate, how's it going today? Awesome, Ryan. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. How have things been with literally everything that you're doing? Raptors, CFL, dealing with COVID, the whole nine years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a busy time, but I wouldn't have it any other way, that's for sure. Especially, I think with COVID, it just makes you appreciate you know, all the sports so much more. I mean, we went from having nothing to just this, this chaotic schedule, so... Yeah, it's a lot going back and forth between basketball and football at the moment. Uh, but as I said, I wouldn't change it for, for anything after everything that we've been through. No, that's great. And uh, it's definitely nice. Like, I've been to a few Raptor games now, and it's it's wild to, like, be a full capacity arena again and just, like, see, kind of feel that new normal, if you will, right? 100%. And that's what you miss, right? Like, you just miss the energy. I mean, you can broadcast it from studio Obviously, it just doesn't have the same jam or juice to it. So being back at Scotiabank and, and just seeing those fans and how the players have responded, even for the players too, I mean, all the time they had to spend in Tampa, it's just nice for them to have their home fans back. So uh, the whole thing, you just, as I said, the level of appreciation is just so much more. No, exactly. Well, let's kick things off. And I like to kick things off with a little section I call rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you four questions and just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Got it. Uh, so favorite time of day? Morning. Yeah. I'm a morning person. I can't believe I work in sports and I'm saying that. I'm a morning person. I, I was going to say, for all the late nights, I was like, yo, this girl's up at 6 a.m. doing her workouts. Like, I am. I am. I, I just, I don't know why I chose, I mean, I chose sports because I love competition, but yeah, it's the morning for sure. <laughs> Strangest thing in your fridge right now? Uh, you know what? I don't think there's anything weird in my fridge. Like maybe kombucha? Like I don't, I don't really don't think I have anything out of the ordinary in my fridge currently. All right. What's a TV show that you're currently watching when you have some downtime? Uh, well, right now, to be honest with you, I barely have downtime. Yeah. Uh, the only show I've, I've literally been able to keep up with is Succession. Okay. And, that's like, and that's like once a week. And other than that, I am either working, 
and that's working or or doing other things. So I really have time once a week to catch up for one hour. So Succession would be the show. Work, sleep, workout, repeat. <laughs> that's it. Yep, you got it. It's base. It's pretty basic. Now, what would be a favorite sport you would want to compete in? Uh, the sport I'd love to compete in is basketball. I mean, it's the only reason I'm a sportscaster because I had to stop playing uh, at a high level. So if I could compete at the highest level, um, it would 100% be hoops. Now, talking about that basketball competition, what inspired you to be a broadcaster after you were forced to, like, kind of hang up the cleats or the shoes, if you will, and kind of get into broadcasting? Well, I think, like, a ton of broadcasters. I mean, there's a love of sport from such a young age. And, I mean, I knew I loved basketball from the minute I dribbled a ball and then just started falling in love with, with the NBA. And then when the WNBA came to back in 1995, I just thought it was the coolest thing that there was a professional women's league out there. And uh, basketball is just one of those things that to this day of my life, I can go and play and, and my mind's just, just blank. I just, I don't think about anything else. Um, I love the competition and the challenge of it. And I mean, I just, I knew I needed to keep it in my life uh, somehow. And I figured that because I couldn't play it, my next best option would be to try to broadcast it. So I worked as hard as possible. Um, and I do, I love all sports, not just basketball. Basketball just happens to be my favorite. And I just worked so hard to make sure that it never got taken away from me again. And touch wood, so far, so good. So we'll see what happens in the future. But uh, I, I'm grateful every day to still be in sport and still be able to cover the, the sport I love. No, it's great. And honestly, you've, you've been doing a killer job. And I, I say that because in 2013, like, obviously, you've been we, – we worked together at Rogers. I we mean, did. I, I can say <laughs> it's wild to think about how it's been so long. Um, I know. Been killing it ever since. And, like, in 2013, after some moving parts with some hosts on TSN, you and Natasha became the first ever female anchor team. How incredible of a feeling was it for you, for you and Natasha to really make history for women in sport and women in broadcasting through that uh, kind of section and that segment? You know, it, it's really interesting thinking back to that time because we actually did not know. Um, and it came up later because I think they ended up doing like an article uh, on us being a pair. And when we got put into those roles, we just thought, okay, great. We're going to do the 1 a.m. Like we're going to, we were obviously trying to fill huge shoes with Jay and Dan leaving to the States at that point. And we, we just wanted to put on a really awesome show. And then we were notified, hey, just let you know, this has never happened before in our country. And I think uh, it, it just really became you know, significant for us um, when we, we actually left the studio and went to start doing like gigs. So we do, you know, a lot of public speaking with our jobs and, you know, people would say to us, well, our daughters are watching you and it's the first time they've seen two women commentate sports together. And I think that's the part where it was like, wow, really hit to, okay, cool. Like, you know, we're maybe inspiring, you know, a, a lot of young girls that are, that are watching this knowing that they can do it. So if you can see it, you can believe it. Right. So I think it took a little bit of time. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, as soon as we got put into that position, we're like, oh, we're making history. No, it was more of a gradual type of thing. But um, I still think back to that point in time and I, I know how special it was. It, it, it's certainly a part of my career I'll never forget. And also when you hear those stories from the fans and, and when you're at games or even when you're on the street, you, someone recognizes you and says that, it really pulls on your heartstrings a little bit and just really makes your day to know how much of an impact and difference you made, right? hundred percent. And you don't really think about it, right? When you're doing it, you just go and you do your job and then, but then even like, I guess, you know, and I see it a lot with athletes and just how much, you know, uh, significance they really have in someone's life who, who really admires them and looks up to them. So, 
Um, I don't think ours is on that big of a scale, but, but once in a while you, you certainly encounter someone who's just, you know, watched sports their whole lives or, you know, they, they've watched your career and, and that's special. And you try to like, you try to make some time because, you know, you realize that maybe if it, you know, it's one person, you know, it can make a lot of difference. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it, it's a neat job and you just kind of keep, kind of keep it into perspective. That's for sure. Definitely. Now let's chat Raptors. We have to talk about the Raptors. It's been a whirlwind few years for the team since they won the championship in 2019. I got my, I'm pointing, I hope I'm pointing the right direction. I got them aside poster yeah. there in the corner. Like it's, it's been great to see how great the city has come together for the Raptors. And then we see the departure of Lowry. And then we see Scotty Barnes coming to the fold and, and with COVID and everything. What do you think this team's mentality needs to be to going into the second part of the season if they really want to try and stay in a hunt? Do they just fold and try and not worry about it and try and get a draft pick going into next year with, with Scotty Barnes being in the mix now and kind of building a team around him and uh, Van Vliet? Like, what's your take on that? So I think obviously, like everyone else, this is a transition year for the team. Uh, no more Kyle. It's such a significant loss, not just from the playing ability, but from the leadership perspective as well. Um, and, and really just trying to figure out this team that and I know we said it a lot before the season, but it's really come true. The positionless basketball, really. You have a lot of guys that are the same height. They play the same position and they're just trying to work through it and then just keeping them all healthy. Um, I think that's always key to a basketball team, but um, you know, I, I think, too, you're never going to see this team, you know, lose games to get a draft pick. And I think that was true last year when you knew that, the, that they might be running into a situation where the playoffs weren't in sight. And I just think that right now they're just they're trying to figure out what they currently have. They know that Scotty um, Scotty's going to be a great player. I mean, he's already showed us flashes. You saw what Kevin Durant said about him after their game against the Nets. And I think moving forward, they're going to continue to build around a guy like Scotty. Um, do they still probably need another piece here and there? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say so. If, the, you know, if this no center thing doesn't work out, you're probably going to get a center at some point. Um, but in the meantime, I just think right now it's, it's a transition year. You're figuring out a new leadership core in Pascal, Freddie, and OG. And uh, it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think fans know that, too. You can't stay on top the whole time. It's ebb and flows in any type of sport. So... Um, I think they're, they're character first guys. And then that's always like the best part about covering this team. I know I was at one of the games and the guy behind me was like, Oh, this team's trash this year, blah, blah, blah. I turned to him. I'm like, what are you expecting? We're like, we're yeah. won the championship two years ago. We're not going to win. We're not going to be like the bulls in the nineties where it's like five to six years. Like no. for us, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like, yeah. great, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. No. No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> now, you've watched a lot of NBA games coverage, uh, like covering the Raptors. Who's been your favorite NBA player to watch since starting to cover the NBA and the Raptors and, like, seeing different teams coming in and out? Um, I would say, like, my favorite player to cover so far is Kyle's. But if we're going beyond the Raptors. No. Uh, but Kyle and I had a good relationship because I think we I, – I, you know, I started when he was those early days where it took him a little bit of time to be loved by, by the Toronto fan base. So I've seen it all with Kyle. So that was great. But um, in terms of like playing ability, um, being able to see, I saw all those years in uh, Cleveland when the Raptors would get swept by them. And I got to see LeBron do what he did in those years live. And yeah. that was craziness, to be quite honest with you. And it's just kind of like a level of, okay, I'm not going to take for granted that I got to watch that. Um, the smoothest player I think I've ever seen uh, play basketball is Kevin Durant. 
Um, KD to this day, I just, I, it blows me away at his size and his fluidity to the game and his knowledge and his IQ of the game. So I'd say, um, yeah, and I don't really cover the players because I really covered the Raptors, um, but I, I was fortunate to be courtside to watch them play. So I'd say LeBron and KD for sure. That's awesome. Now, on top of the Raptors and, and through the NBA, you also cover uh, our good old March Madness tournament every year. There's been a lot of incredible talent that we've seen uh, kind of this year as well. Who is your pick to survive the madness and come out on top this year? Oh, you know, Ryan, you know that's an impossible question. That is like the most impossible question because we none of us know. That's why they call it madness, right? Yeah. Um, I would say if I had to pick, uh, I, I mean, I, I have to pick Gonzaga. And the only reason I say that is because of the amount of vets that they have back. I mean, they got Drew Timmy, they have Andrew Nemhard, the Canadian. And so far, so good. But it's so early in the season and anything can happen, right? Like, these young kids get like half a season underneath them and all of a sudden they look 10 times better than they did in the beginning. Uh, injuries are a big one. Um, I got to tell you, it's just like, it's kind of one of those like see and wait type of processes. But like, if you got to ask me right now, sure, I'll take the Zags. I don't care. I'll take the Zags. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and it's, you're right. It's, it's madness. Anything could happen. Literally the day before yeah. the tournament could happen, they, everyone could be like, yo, can Zags winning this? Their yep. side goes down with an injury out, right? And exactly so see what happens i'm looking forward to it again it'll be back to normal some new normal if you will so it'll be good to see now we had a fan question come in during filming as we both know there's always some behind the scenes fun that goes into filming and, and being in the sports field and working with your colleagues what has been the most oh and before i ask this question like we've seen leo with his wine and twine i'm <laughs> Wine and wine, yeah. Where we've done that, we've seen the work that you've done with Alvin Williams and like Matt and Jack and Kayla. What's been some of the most memorable moments while filming and working behind the scenes that you've been a part of? Oh, I mean, I would say, like they're endless. That's that's the problem. I mean, the fun that that we have. Like right now, I work the most actually on CFL, and the amount of laughs we have off camera are just. They're just endless. Like, I don't think you can ever pick one particular moment. I mean, they, and I think what's cool too is like working with these guys, you know, with like Leo, um, for example, it's just like the stories that they have and the lives that they lived. I mean, they've been around the world. They've played pro. They've done, you know, Europe. They've gone to the NBA. They've coached Canada. Like, it's just, it's endless amount of stories. So to pick one would be absolutely impossible. As I said, it's just like, I still have a hard time some days believing that this is this is my job that I get paid for. So, and it, the people that I work with certainly make that pretty awesome. That's good. And hey, like they always say, you want to make sure that you get a job that you love because otherwise you're just going to hate every day of your life. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. So um, I just have a couple more questions before we wrap up. In 2019, you were on, awarded an honorary doctorate in recognition of your support of young women and the Her Mark Summit. Loving the sweater as well. Um, what would you like to really continue to impact women in sport as we are rightfully wanting to see and seeing so many more females take leads in the sport industry? Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, it's it's the thing that I'm, as you know, at, as passionate about as I am about broadcasting and that's to make sure that our next generation of girls, um, if you know, they, that they don't have to have any, any boundaries surrounded them. I mean, I've been very fortunate that I had incredible women before me that broke down barriers and I just want to make sure that that continues on. And one of my big things is 
Uh, you know, you see it, believe it, do it. And when they, you know, come to Hermark and they get to meet our Olympians or they get to meet, you know, broadcasters or, you know, people that they look up to in this country, then, you know, they have this belief that they can do it too. So that's kind of my big thing with, uh, with Hermark and, uh, and everything we put forth as a team to make sure that this next generation of girls is, you know, even 10 times more successful than we were. So we're just trying to make sure that it, it keeps going the way it's going. And uh, it's, I mean, it's still a fight. You still run into certain things uh, in any industry, really, where there's going to be barriers, but it's just, it's how you approach them, in my opinion. So I hope that our next generation of girls can see that. Now, with that, leading into our, my last question, which I like to end off every episode with called the Words of Wisdom segment. What words of wisdom would you want to give to the next generation of female athletes, um, whether they're athletes, sportcasters, et cetera, and really want to break into the field? I would say just have the most amount of self-confidence and don't take no for an answer. Just keep working as hard as you possibly can and remember that there are a bunch of us ahead of you that are trying to push for you too. And I think that old mentality of, you know, whether it be in sports, broadcasting, really any profession that, you know, people are there to, to tear you down or cut you down. It's just, it's, it's not the way, in my opinion, of, of a lot of things now. And I know as a woman, um, one of the best things I see is when young women succeed. So I just, you know, I want them to know that there are women, you know, like myself and a lot of my friends, um, that really, really are pushing for this next generation. So keep working harder than everyone else and just follow what you love. Because at the end of the day, as you said too, you don't want to go to a, you don't want to go to a job. You want to go to, you want to work, which is ends up being your family and ends up being fun every day. Exactly. You want to, you just want to live life and make the most out of it. Totally. Awesome. Well, Kate, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, keep killing it at it. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you at some more Raptor games this year. Um, but uh, all the best um, going into 2022. And uh, yeah, keep on it. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. And congrats on the podcast. You're killing it as well, my friend. So hard to believe we worked together that many years ago. But uh, congrats on the pod. Thank you. Appreciate it.